0: So uh, here I am with Sustaining Craft again. This is the podcast where I find people making a living from their art or craft and ask them to tell me all their secrets. I'm um, just kidding. I ask them to share their creative journey with me and offer advice to others. So today I have Melissa Diller with me. She does drama kids and yoga. Um, And how I met Melissa was actually through my sister. And that was really fun (laughs) (laughs) because Melissa is actually from Medford Lakes, where I was living for the past like year and a half, which is kind of crazy. But Melissa, would you like to share your 30
1: second kind of elevator pitch about what you do with drama kids? Sure. Thank you so much. So my name is Melissa Diller and I started a business called drama kids here in central arkansas it's a franchise that's been around for 30 plus years it's very successful and we teach educationally based drama to all school aged kids and basically all we're doing is we're building confidence in public speaking through fun drama activities so that kids have the confidence to be whatever they end up being whether it's a doctor Or a stage performer, actress, whatever it is. And then I also teach yoga. That's a passion of mine. And for fun, I share my love of yoga with my students. That's great. And how long have you been doing Drama Kids? We started Drama Kids three years ago here in central Arkansas.
0: And like I
1: just mentioned,
0: you're actually from Medford Lakes. So how did you end up in Arkansas?
1: Yes, I grew up in Medford Lakes, New Jersey, and I moved to South Carolina for college. And my parents were kind of moving all over the U.S. They lived in Irvine, California for a little bit. They also lived in the Carolinas. And they moved to Arkansas about 10 years ago. And of all the places they lived, they said, Arkansas is the best. And I was like, where is Arkansas? <laughs> <laughs> Show me on a map. <laughs> exactly. So they said they were going to stay. We were like, we're going to wait and see. Well, they convinced. And we, as you and your brother. Me and my husband. You and your husband. Yeah. Husband. Um, they convinced my brother to move to Arkansas mm-hmm. they got my grandmother to move to Arkansas and at four years into them being in Arkansas we were like okay let's let's start checking this place out seriously and so I actually transferred with my corporate job I was working for Verizon Wireless at the time to Arkansas oh, wow. and it really is a hidden gem <laughs> <laughs> and you've stayed here how long have you been here this we're in our fifth or sixth year. And, um, my husband was not happy when we moved here. Um, but he said he's never leaving now. Oh, okay. So there's something in the water.
2: Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Tell me a little bit about your journey. So how did you get to drama kids? Did you go to school for drama? Is it something you did as a kid? So
1: I actually, was talking with my husband in my early twenties about what I always wanted to be when I was little. And I said, you know, I always wanted to be an actress or a model. And he said he always wanted to do police work and Mm -hmm. neither one of us were doing either one of those things. So we kind of encouraged each other, to go for those things, but on the side of our jobs. Mm -hmm. Um, So I went and I auditioned at a talent agency in Charlotte, North Carolina, which is the fifth biggest city in the U.S. that actresses are making a living doing that. Mm -hmm. And um, I got accepted into the agency. And so they started sending me on modeling and then commercial jobs. And I started booking them and it was so much fun. And I was still doing my corporate job, And then from there, I found stage theater. And I fell in love with having an audience, (laughs) a live audience.
0: And we talked about this before, too. There's something a little addictive about that energy, right, being in front of people.
1: Yes. And once you get out of the fear of Mm -hmm. public speaking, Mm -hmm. and drama helps you do that Mm -hmm. because you get out of your head. Um, So I started jumping full head into the theater community. And I became the vice president of a community theater, started producing children's theater, acting as much as I could. And somehow I started teaching drama to kids through that, volunteer teaching in the inner city. Um, And oh, I fell in love with it. And so for 10 years off and on, I would just teach at local libraries, um, through citizen schools, community theaters. And I told my husband, you know, this is what I really want to do. Even though I had found something that I liked in corporate America, it took me a long time to find that job in corporate America that I liked. Mm -hmm. I still had that calling to teach drama to kids. I knew how much it had benefited me. I could give speeches in front of hundreds of people Mm -hmm. in my corporate job because of my drama experience on stage. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: tell me a little bit about, because you told that that fun story um, the other day of how there were people at your corporate job, they'd have to give a talk in front of hundreds of people and they
1: didn't want to do it. So they're like, Melissa, go. (laughs) Yes. So if there was a director that didn't feel like giving the speech that day because they were having stage fright or for just whatever reason, they would just hand me the speech for the day. And I mean, it could be like 15 minutes before we had to get up there in front of a thousand people. And I would get so excited. It didn't matter if I knew the material or not. Because of my drama experience, I felt confident delivering any material that was handed my way. And I would get the crowd all energized. And all of that is due to my experience in drama myself. That's incredible. So there are tools
0: that you were, you learned and you're teaching the kids to help with that confidence.
1: Exactly. And I'm so glad you, you brought up the tools that we're teaching because we are not production-based. Mm-hmm. So if a parent is expecting a big Disney production, that is not what we are working on. We are teaching the skills so that kids can be confident public speakers. And we're utilizing drama to do that. So we have showcases, but they're, that's not what it's about, and they're not big productions. Every student is on the stage the entire time. We don't have one star and a bunch of trees. Every single student has lines.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, and it's a really short, one-act, drama kids-created play so that they can showcase their loud and proud voices. <laughs> Which you could have seen that stance Melissa just did. It was great. <laughs> well, let's talk
0: about um, Drama Kids a little bit more for a second. So it is a franchise. Um, and basically what that means is that the marketing and the branding and the curriculum is all created um, through the program. Yes. But that doesn't mean that there's not a lot of work for you to do. Correct. <laughs> you have your plate more than full. Yeah. And this is something um, I think I didn't quite understand about how a franchise operates because every franchise has a local owner um, who has, and this is kind of across the board, whether it's a fast food restaurant or it's something like this. And I think a fast food restaurant's is a little bit different, but you're starting kind of with the shell of a thing and then you're still the business owner and you have to go make it work.
1: Yes. <laughs> I am so glad that you brought that up because I've heard from different sorts of franchises that you're required to make it work in specific ways. Well, with drama kids, you have a lot of leniency to make it work in the way that it works best for you. Mm -hmm. For example, I have um, been utilizing grants to bring drama to all school-age kids, regardless of income. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Some owners don't utilize grants at all. And that actually,
0: I think, is a great leeway into a wonderful story that I'd love for you to tell. So it started with a dream you <laughs> share that.
1: Yes. I go off of intuition a lot with mm-hmm. this business, and I had a dream that we were going to bring drama kids into the schools during the day. It's typically an after-school program, so I thought that was really odd, but I knew that I had to follow whatever that hunch was. And so I had met a girl who told me about the Arkansas Arts Council and how you can become a vendor on their list to have schools utilize that funding to have you come in and work with their students. So I had this urge from the dream to reach out to all the superintendents in Pulaski County. So I sent emails out to all of the superintendents and I never heard back. And I was looking at one of the names and I remembered my brother mentioning the one superintendent's name. So I called my brother and I said, do you know this guy? And my brother said, yeah, he's one of my really good friends. I just had lunch with him yesterday. And I was like, I need you to hook me up with him. So he did. The guy called me immediately and was like, let's get together. You know, the superintendents get a thousand emails a day, so they don't get a chance to read all of them. That's why no one has responded. Mm -hmm. So when I came into the meeting, this guy was so fantastic at his job and so dedicated to those students that he had already researched all of Drama Kids and was like, yes, we want to bring... Drama kids into the schools, utilizing this grant funding that you are a vendor on, and it's just been such a smooth process. Even though there was a lot of work that I had to put into it with mm-hmm. working with the school to write the grant, it happened so smoothly because I listened to that that intuition dream that happened and not think what this is an after school program. As a business owner, you have to think outside the box
2: mm-hmm.
1: and. My mentors were the ones who really taught me that, that thinking outside the box, not listening to the little voice inside your head that says, really? (laughs) And let's talk
0: about that a little bit. So I know you have um, you have a few mentors in the area. How did you find um, these ladies and how how did that process go for
1: you? Okay, so the program is designed to be in the schools after school. Mm-hmm. It's very convenient for the families that way. Also, it's, it's educationally based, so it's it works well being in the schools. Well, the city that I live in, unfortunately, their principal is not that interested in the arts, so she is actually one of the only schools that has not wanted drama kids. With that being said, I my friend connected me with a local gymnastics and cheer business a successful woman owns that she started that basically in the local community center as something she wanted to do for fun while she was raising her young girls Mm -hmm. and it grew out of the local community center and got so big that she had to open her own facility in the city that we live in so my friend said you need to get together with her because she has the same vision Mm -hmm. to help kids build confidence Mm -hmm. So we connected and she has been an incredible asset, just such a fantastic mentor. She said that all she did was listen to her intuition. Her business was built not on her trying to build an empire, even though that's what's happened, but just listening to her values and her goals and sticking true to them and just letting everything unfold naturally. She even said that she doesn't really have marketing, like she doesn't utilize dollars for marketing. It's word of mouth because she offers such a valuable product. Not that other people aren't offering that, but it's the way in which she offers it. So we got connected through a mutual friend, and she has let me take her out to lunch multiple times, come to her office, and just come with pages of questions and just ask her anything and everything she also allowed us to get a jump start with drama kids by offering drama kids at her facility for the first two years yeah
0: and I remember you mentioning that she had said something along the lines of like I don't even know how this happened. It just kind of
1: yes, did. yes. She was not, she did not start teaching at the community center to turn it into a business. Mm-hmm. She was just doing something that she loved to do with the spare time that she had, and her she had young girls, and it just ballooned into this. It's it's a place in the community that everybody knows. Mm-hmm. It's always. Hop in there. Everybody wants to be there. It just has such positive vibes because she has such great intentions for what she's what she wants to do for kids. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. Um, the other thing I remember you saying, so you also do
0: yoga. Yeah. Um, you do a few, few classes a week, and another one of your mentors is someone
1: who owns a yoga company or studio. Well. Yes. Yeah. So um it's interesting that you don't need a mentor that's doing exactly what you're doing. It, you're doing. In fact, it's really good to branch out and find different mentors because they see things in a different way and they they're not put in boxes. You know, it's good to see talk to people that can get outside of the box that you see.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so I teach yoga at Blue Yoga Nila. And Stacey Reynolds is the owner, and she has been there for me since day one as well. She allowed us to have drama classes in the yoga studio when we were first starting out. It was mm-hmm. phenomenal. Okay. Yes, she was al- allowed us to communicate to her students about what was happening. But she also has d- built her business based on intuition. She started super small, a one-room, tiny facility, and allowed it to organically grow. Actually, let me take that back. She started offering free yoga at her church for oh, wow. 10 years before she actually took the leap and created a space, a very tiny space, wow. grew out of that space, and then grew into another space.
2: Wow. Yes,
1: and she's only in her eighth year. Yeah. So both of these ladies organically built their businesses mm-hmm. just listening to their intuition. Mm-hmm.
0: And like it's coming out of something that they love or they just want to try for themselves. And that sounds similar to what you're doing. Is it, this is important.
1: I'm going to do it. We'll see what happens. (laughs) Yes. I don't think you can be married to any expectations when you start a business. Mm -hmm. As long as you love what you're doing and you're passionate about it. The call for Drama Kids was a 10-year call. Mm -hmm. It was pulling at my heart for 10 years. And all the jobs that I had along the way, I can look back and see how beneficial they were, and how I needed all of those particular positions to allow me to have the tools to do what I'm doing today. That's wonderful. Yes, it's a little. I mean, it's a little intense. It, <laughs> it is.
0: <laughs> like, well, all these little detours that aren't quite detours—they're—they're they're very deliberate, and that's what I love about you know what I'm doing with this series is that. Um, I've had one artist tell me, um, well, I don't think there's anything interesting about me or what I do. And I'm like, well, we'll see. Let's see what happens. But yeah. this is what I love doing is revealing that journey that gets you to where you are and it doesn't happen overnight and it's not instant gratification, but it is a long, sometimes years long process of kind of one day waking up and being like, oh, how'd I get here? But very specific steps still along with that.
1: Yes. And um, never giving up and doing what you're supposed to be doing. So there were was a time where I felt stuck, but you can't get out of that stuck space, feeling stuck. Mm-hmm. So it's in the space you're in, whatever job, relationship, career and mm-hmm. finding the things that you love and doing those as much as possible inside the time that you're already doing what you're doing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, it's a great life
0: lesson, I think, too, because so often we find ourselves in a position where we don't like it. We don't want to be there. It's very miserable, but it's trying to basically fight your way out of tar or quicksand, right? You're not going to get out fighting it. You kind of have to work with it and maybe settle in it a little bit
1: and learn yes. your lessons, and then suddenly you're out of it. You're not quite sure how you got out of it, but you did. Yes, and and not sitting and wallowing around. Instead, using any extra piece of time that you have to do your passion, So if you're passionate about something, you're going to do it regardless of whether you're being paid, Mm -hmm. regardless of whether or not you're being able to do it all the time. If you only have five minutes a day, if you're passionate, you're going to take five minutes a day to do it. And that's going to be enough. I actually love that you said that.
0: Um, I actually got the very first episode of the, the podcast up today. And that was what he said as well was just, if it's just five minutes, I interviewed Tom Brown, who does like miniature Um, food in in a tiny little kitchen and that's what he said is like five minutes a day just start there and then you build a habit and then you start building more from there and even if you don't make it into a business I think people dismiss the um, the growth the discipline that comes with something creative there's um, this benefit to your soul and your relationships and the world around you Um, you're kind of getting out of just watching television or just Kind of wasting your time there's there's so much beauty that comes out of creating whether it's drama or writing or cooking you know all of that
1: yet yeah, your soul and everybody else's soul is whispering to them little nuggets and if you are not listening to your soul you'll know even if you have no clue what I'm talking about you'll know because you will not be happy. Mm-hmm. But if you are just doing just just a tiny little bit towards what your soul's goal is, whether or not you realize it or not, you will feel lighter. You will feel airier. You will feel more loving. So if you're not feeling well in any capacity in your life, it means that you are stuffing down your soul's purpose and not bringing it out.
0: Ah, I love that. Um, and maybe someone saying, well, I don't know what that is. Right. But why not try different things? Why Absolutely. Not try painting. Why not try theater? Why not try writing? Give everything a little bit of a, an attempt and see how you feel after doing it. It's not going to be easy. It's, it's like um, trying to exercise after you haven't done it in a while. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's going to hurt a little bit. Um, but you keep trying and you keep exploring things. Um, one thing I actually am gonna do personally is work more on my fiction work and my goal is to write fifty-two monsters over the next fifty-two weeks. Yes. And it's not gonna be easy and <laughs> it might actually be very unpleasant. Um, but I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna see what comes out of that. And I don't have any particular goals for it. I just wanna finish some stories. Um, and I think we can all do that in some way if you just doodle five minutes a day and you make a goal fifty-two noodles or you know, every day. Um something quick we
1: can all do that and it doesn't it costs nothing you know yeah tools you have around your house uh so there was this guy saying when I get all the tools I need then I'll do it when I am perfect at this then I'll do it no 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 Mm -hmm. people who are successful jump in well before they're so-called ready Mm -hmm. well before they have the training the schooling Whatever you think you need, you Mm -hmm. don't need it. All you need is a passion and love Mm -hmm. for whatever you're doing. And we are here on earth to do what brings us joy. Mm -hmm. Some people self-sabotage and punish themselves and think that they're not supposed to feel good. They're not supposed to be doing the things that bring them joy and love, or they think, you know, everybody wants to be a movie star, for mm-hmm. example, but that's not true. Mm-hmm. Not everybody wants to be maybe the sci-fi movie star that you want to be. Yeah. So within the things that you love, finding those little little pieces, those little niches makes you unique. Mm-hmm. And if you find joy and passion in something, there's a reason for it. There's you should be following it. Absolutely. Um, that actually reminds me I moved to Brooklyn in
0: 2008 to finish up some college and I got back into dance it was actually the dance studio I danced in when I was really young because I was born in Brooklyn um danced there when I was like four years old wow. so I was able to go back to that that same company and start dancing again and someone said to me like well you're too old to have a uh, career in dancing nope <laughs> and I was like I don't know 20 or something and my response to that too is like I but I don't want a career in it I dance because it I love it and it, it brings me joy, and I feel a certain way when I dance. There is a likeness, like you said, to your soul, even just in, the, in dancing. And so I was a little offended by that, and just thinking about kind of the creative process in general is, if your goal is to create, to make money, then that's where you're starting, then you you're, you might have
1: to readjust that a little bit. Um, and the thing that that person said to you was their limiting belief yeah. that they were portraying on you. Yes. And that's one thing that will hold you back from... Finding your creative voice is limiting beliefs.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I think it's everybody's job to explore their limiting beliefs and why they have them. That voice in your head that says you're too old to dance
2: mm-hmm.
1: is probably somebody, when you were a little kid, say that something that you heard. It's mm-hmm. not even valid. Yeah. Exactly. And that's
0: another wonderful point is you have to be careful who you share your dreams with, mm. right? Because people will give you advice that they mean well mm-hmm. in giving, but is not helpful to you or where you're at. Actually, I told my grandmother some years ago, I'm like, I'm going to be a writer. And she's like, well, I know a graphic designer who couldn't make it. And I was like, thanks, grandma. <laughs> like-
1: well, everybody's definition <laughs> of success is completely different as well. Mm-hmm. So nobody can really tell somebody If they're going to make it because you personally, your goal, your success, your idea of making it may be completely different from where they said that to you in their headspace, where that comment came from. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep.
0: And thinking about why you're doing something to begin with, I think it is important to think about would you do it even if you couldn't make money at it? Absolutely. And, you know, kind of what your other goals are and and why you're kind of approaching something. Because to do a business like this that's creative-based, that's helping others, you have to be super passionate. You can't just be like, oh, I'll give it a shot, maybe a week, see what happens. It's like you've been working on this for three years at this point, and there's still so much more to go, but you've, you've seen more progress now than when you started and there's always going to be more growth.
1: Yeah. Most of the drama kids business owners said that you see a big push after the third year, um, because it takes so many times for people to see your logo, for them to realize and recognize your brand, who you are and what you're doing. So they say after the third year, you've been around the area that, People recognize what you're doing at that point Mm -hmm. because the past three years, it's just been getting the word out Mm -hmm. that, hey, we're here and we're offering this now and there's Mm -hmm. nothing else like it in -hmm. this state for kids that are convenient, that's convenient, reasonably priced and awesome.
0: And also something that's going to help them when they're grown. You mentioned whatever career they choose, these are tools. Everybody probably has to do some sort of public speaking in their career. Everybody has to be comfortable at some point. They kind of get pushed in college to do that. But this is the time now as a kid
1: to kind of start to grow those skills. The number one fear in adults, it's public speaking over death and public speaking
0: that means people would rather die yes, than speak
1: in front of people <laughs> it's been you know proven in data but public speaking is a learned skill mm-hmm. and like you said in college we i had to take a public speaking class everybody has to take one to graduate but if you're not consistently practicing it like we do in drama kids every single week for the whole school year and then we have intensive workshops over the summer it's, you're going to lose it, right? Mm -hmm. So we're setting these kids up for success Mm -hmm. so that they have the confidence to speak their minds. Mm -hmm. So you can be so brilliant, but if you can't articulate that because you don't have the courage to share your dreams and your thoughts and your ideas, then it's all stuck inside your brain, Mm And I want to talk about
0: that for a second, because what I saw when I was in school is that art programs were the very first thing to be cut. You talked about that principal who's like, I don't see any value in this. I'm not going to have it here. And it's such a tragedy because I sports are more valued and there's a lot of beauty in learning how to work in a team and work with others and to have that discipline as well but the art discipline is so dismissed and these are skills that kids do take with them whether it's confidence whether it is the ability to work independently you're not always working in a team art brings so much value to your soul and these additional skill sets things that you're going to value even as an adult I had a boss she just She had a stressful day. She would go home and write a short story. She has no interest in anyone ever reading it. It's just something, a creative outlet for her. And
1: maybe she'll never publish it. Maybe she will, but she needed that creative outlet. These are things that don't go away. I love that. Interesting that you just brought that up because I was reading about the Thea Foundation here in Arkansas. And the Thea Foundation was created by a 17-year-old girl's parents. Um, She had an untimely, unfortunate death at the age of 17 and her parents created this foundation on behalf of her because she had been struggling in high school with d's f's not good grades she was not happy in high school and in the last seven months of her life her grades completely turned around to where she had an a in trigonometry all a's and b's and they were like what was the one thing that changed in her life that completely changed her grades Mm -hmm. and they found they uncovered that after she began getting involved in the arts um all she was she apparently jumped full head into theater drawing all of it that's when her confidence completely changed and she was excited to go to school and learn Mm -hmm. and it enhanced her all the other grades. Wow. We need to get the kids excited about going back to school you know yeah bringing the
0: imagination yes right? we can't squash that imagination is important um, there's so many advances in the scientific field that wouldn't be possible without imagination there's a lot of things that started in science fiction dreaming you know where uh, a writer's like what if this a yes. the scientist was like hey I can do it you know and that's <laughs> yes. incredible they don't like we talk about math and, and uh, art as though they clash but they actually can work very beautifully together
1: oh yeah you have to be able to think outside the box to bring new scientific ideas and stuff to the forefront. And that is tapping into that creativity mm-hmm. that we so much see squashed in schools nowadays. Mm-hmm. The other piece that the arts do for kids is socialization.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: The kids that I see in schools nowadays, in public schools, have so little socialization. They are craving for that eye contact, that um, face-to-face conversation with Mm -hmm. peers. They don't get that anymore, Mm -hmm. or as much as we did when I was in school. Mm -hmm. They are silenced. They are talked at. Mm -hmm. And so these drama classes allow them to speak with their peers, to cultivate scenes and create ideas using their using pieces that we provide within a certain criteria that they work together in a group and then they present it in front of their peers. It's teamwork. Yes. Skills for being an adult, working in a team. Um,
0: uh, it's just it's all Pretty amazing to see, you know, and and I love that story you, you told the other day of a little girl who her father said, this isn't the same child I first brought in here.
1: Yeah. So she started Drama Kids two years ago, and she, of course, did our workshop this past summer as well. And I said to her dad, gosh, just look at her up there on stage. She's so confident. And he goes, this was not the same child two years ago before she started Drama Kids, this that you're seeing was what you guys have cultivated and created and allowed her to be. And I mean, these stories we hear these stories all the time, and every time they just uh, break my heart wide open.
0: Mm-hmm. You're seeing all that work to um, come to fruition, and you're seeing all these these kids grow, and it's it's a really wonderful thing.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. yes, it is.
0: Let's see if I had any other questions. Well, what um, do you have any advice for others who would be considering maybe um, doing their own drama kits in their area or just starting a creative business in general?
1: Yes, go for it. If there is any piece of you that is just calling you to do this, make it happen. Get uncomfortable, save your money. Quit the Starbucks, you know, put the money away, do what you need to do, live off of ramen noodles. Um, We just think that these things have just, these businesses have just appeared, but it's with tenacity and hard work and passion. And if you're being called to do something, take the leap. I got that from the guy who does Family Feud. Oh, what's mm-hmm. his name? Steve Harvey. Yeah. Jump. Mm-hmm. Leaving my corporate job was not easy. It was not easy. It was way easier to stay in my corporate job. Um, but would I have been happy? I was okay in that job. But am I way happier? Yes. Am I way more fulfilled? Yes. Is it, a, is it exciting to budget my teeny tiny budget, yes, it's so exciting. Is it so rewarding to hear these kids screaming, I love drama kids and dancing out of class and to hear the stories from their teachers and their parents? Yes, and this is why I was being called to do this. And you have a calling. Just listen for it. Oh,
0: that's great. Uh, well, Melissa, I think that was all of my questions. Is there anything else you wanted to add?
1: I don't think so. Um, the local owner is... And is of MGC Kids, and her name is Connie. Just wanted to call that out in case anyone was wondering who The gymnastics? The, yes, okay. the gymnastics and cheers um, mentor. Her name is Connie Rayleigh, and she owns MGC Kids. And it's a wonderful, fantastic place that truly loves kids.
0: That's great. And if people want to get their kids enrolled in drama kids or want to learn more about you, where can they find you? Yes
1: we have a website www.dramakids.com check us out google drama kids check out our facebook page our youtube page friend me on facebook melissa diller i would love to share our program with anybody who has any interest in enrolling a child we also do adult workshops if People are looking for cool team builders that are outside the box. And we're always looking to hire really super part-time, but very, very fun. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds great. Well, there you have it. Um, Google Drama Kids.
0: uh, Follow Melissa, and she'll make sure you or your children can get some skill set involved in drama. Thanks so much, Melissa, for chatting with me. Thank you for having me, Beth.
1: It was great
0: this has been sustaining craft this podcast would not be possible without the help of some friends music courtesy of jim chiago of seven second chance logo done by morgan elaine of the inkling girl and audio editing completed by joshua kurtz and our tip of the week suggested by melissa was to take one tiny step to get to your dream you know that just means quitting
2: starbucks